0: you are listening to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. I almost forgot to say we're on the radio. (laughs) I'm Laura. (laughs) I'm Perrine. And Perrine has got a guest for the second half of the show.
1: Yes. So we are talking to Shannon Friday from Wellington Time Bank. Hello, Shannon. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Um, So, yeah. We at B-Side Stories love the Time Bank. Oh, and good. Um, <laughs> so a bit of a background here. Um, oh, first, I feel like I need to do some kind of connection because we do stories about the people that make Wellington tick and you're the Time Bank tick. Ah, so, clever. So um, maybe that's something to do with our relationship. hmm um
0: (laughs) perine that's that's the line that you came up with just like something about (laughs) the time bank the time bank is making people tick okay i'll i'll try to think of something um you're the one
1: who's in the (laughs) intercomedy you could do a as an open mic on this just a thought um yes So, we have interviewed people from the Time Bank before. So, a couple of years ago, Martin and Laura interviewed Hannah and Erin from the Time Bank. Mm -hmm. Um, And more recently, at the end of last year, I think, Catherine interviewed Chris from the Time Bank. And they talked a bit about how time banking works. um, And that's the whole, um, well, you could give us your intro quickly if we want.
0: Yeah. So uh, the Time Bank, we're a community organization, and we arrange for people to get together. And instead of trading money to get services or share knowledge, we trade time. Um, So someone might come over to my house, and I would fix a zipper on their jeans for an hour. True story. Um, (laughs) And then a week later, I might take some wood over to someone else's house and say, hey, can you repair this bookshelf that I've got? And it would take them an hour, and that way we're exchanging, but then also, like that person, we get to know each other, and we get to build a local connection, and be like, oh yeah, now I know someone else who lives in Wellington.
1: Yeah. Excellent summary. (laughs) Um, Yes, so we have heard a bit about that stuff before, so we don't need to delve too deeply into that this time, but if anyone is interested, I recommend going to our SoundCloud and checking out um, the interviews with Hannah and Erin and with Chris. Mm -hmm. Um, We've also, those ones also talk a bit about the the particular Wellington Time Bank and the events it has and the processes that people go through to be members. Um, Mm -hmm. And then went a bit broader into... How they see it benefiting communities, um, but this time is different. <laughs> so we have a new co-coordinator. Indeed,
0: and who is your other co? My <laughs> who other came co-coordinator. Up with the name
1: co I know it's <laughs> like
0: how many times do you need "co" in one word if it's not "coco"? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe community in there as well, like coco. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um yeah, so Still working <laughs> on my stand-up bit yeah. <laughs> Killing it Purring. That's right.
0: <laughs> Um so Maddie Stanley is the other co-coordinator for about another month before she goes away for a year to produce a tiny human. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um so that's pretty exciting, but I think that's going to be kind of all-consuming for her for a little while. Mm. Um and yeah, so the two of us, we've been working together for a whopping six weeks at this point. And um, the things that we're really keen on, we both want to see more events for time bankers and integrating time bank with people in the community. Um, And we're both also really keen to build a culture of working with, because I think that's something that, like, it's sometimes been part of my time bank experience, and it sometimes hasn't. But I think it's something that, um, like, I'm struggling to figure out how to say this. You think I'd be better prepared for an interview on the radio, yeah. but I'm not. Um, like none it's, of us—we're all not prepared. Yeah. For this. <laughs> well, that's really for the good times and the great <laughs> jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, working with because like we hear about sharing economy and time banking is part of the sharing economy through things like Uber, but it's still one person working for another, and there's not necessarily a connection built with your Uber driver. Um, and so, like, what we really want to do is go, great, can we get people together and work on each other's gardens? So we're b- building this, like, really cool reciprocal relation in together. So, like, one week they're working on person A's garden. Next week they go to person B. Next week person C. And they're all working together.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think I saw that advertised recently. You know, mm-hmm. do you need an autumn blitz on your garden? Yep. Let's get a troop <laughs> together kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, cool. And then because Maddie's such a genius, she's like, oh, my gosh, it would be great if we had folks in the community who need help with their gardens but aren't necessarily, like, fit enough or don't have the time to dedicate every single week to helping out. But we could just, like, each of those groups could kind of adopt someone else's garden to help out with as well. Like, Mm. I just think that's genius. That's absolutely genius. (laughs) (laughs) And have there been lots of takers? There have been, yeah. We've got, I think, Four garden groups going now Um, and the original idea was by suburbs and then it turned out that nobody who lives in the same suburb has the same schedule in Wellington. (laughs) Is that a natural (laughs) law of Wellington? I I think so. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of wound up being kind of by suburb and kind of by whenever people can like actually get together.
1: Mm. (laughs) Mm. Sounds like fun. Great. Um, so, oh, we delved quite quickly into that, but, um, maybe we should ask you for a bit of background, um, about how you got into time banking. Oh gosh. Um, First, you were a time banker
0: before you became a co-coordinator. True that. Um, I would have joined back when I was in grad school in 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. Um, And I had been living up in Gisborne for about four years and knew like four people in Wellington. Um, And I was doing grad school for theater. And in theater, it's all about like, oh, yeah, I totally know someone who can build a set for me this weekend. Mm. Um, And that was not true when I came to Wellington. So I was like, oh, there's this thing called the Time Bank, and they know lots of handy people. Mm. I like knowing handy people. Why don't I join the Time Bank? Yeah. And however many years later, still involved with the time bank, still Mm. think it's really cool, Um, (laughs) gained a growing appreciation for the community part of it that I don't think I had at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, so was that through going to community events or more from the connections you were building?
0: More from the connections I was building. Um, It's like not everyone that you trade with, you trade lots and lots of time but you kind of get a stable of people that it's like oh I know I can call on this person. A stable (laughs) that sounds very industrial. It does sound very industrial (laughs) and like when you're thinking about getting stuff done it's a stable of people that you can call on and then if you take the industry out of it they're friends. Mm. (laughs) Yeah yeah, so people that started as oh yeah I'll do a trade with this person it's like Mm oh, yeah, I wonder what they're doing on Friday night. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> cool. And that led into your new <laughs> role. your current
0: job as co-coordinator, yeah. Mm. Um,
1: so coming new into the role, it sounds like you've kind of got stuff you want to get done. Oh, definitely. And so we're keen to hear a bit about, like, <laughs> the plans for the future of the Time Bank. Um, and... Yeah, for example, it sounds like you're trying to be quite innovative about how the Time Bank works and the way it works with people, uh, members of the community,
0: and community groups and Mm -hmm. other maybe businesses. Yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of community organizations out there that just complement each other, and like, they might have resources that one needs and the other doesn't know that they need. Um, or doesn't have access to. And so one thing that I'm really keen for is using Wellington Time Bank to help fill in some of those gaps with our member organizations. Um, So let's say this is purely hypothetical, by the way. So let's say Boomerang Bags has a sewing machine that breaks down. Oh, Does everyone know what Boomerang Bags are? Oh my God, everyone should know what boomerang <laughs> bags are because they're the best thing. <laughs> um, so boomerang bags uh, makes reusable shopping bags out of leftover like um, fabric that's just going to be thrown away, like old bed sheets or whatever. And they take them to shops and put them in bins. and then anyone can just take the bag, use it, and ideally return it, although I get the feeling the boomerang part doesn't always happen.
1: Mm. So it's an ongoing <laughs> boomerang building business. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and like I live in Calburn and what is so cool is at the Foursquare they started doing boomerang bags and um, the the Foursquare people just put out like a sh- little shopping basket that you would carry around the shop and um, the someone saw that it was getting empty and just brought in a bunch of their old plastic bags and stuck them in that bin even though there's no like soft plastic recycle center and then people started taking those bags and reusing them and then one day we i walk in there and there's like a countdown reusable bag in the basket so the whole community was just kind of like oh yeah this is a great idea i don't need this reusable bag right now i'll just leave it at the foursquare mm. oh cool yeah beautiful they they um they have been on b side stories yes. before find oh, them in good. the catalog <laughs> anyway yes so. what happens if they have a broken sewing machine so if they have a broken sewing machine let's say that they need to get it fixed, well, maybe someone at the Newtown Tool Library could fix it.
1: Also or previous guests on B-Side Stories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Vinny's Riso could help them out for a while. Um, do you guys know about Vinny's Riso? No. Vinny's Riso. Tell yeah. me about it. Future um, guest
1: on B-Side future Stories. Future <laughs> definitely.
0: Because Caroline, who runs it, is like this amazing force of nature. Um, and Riso, like... They're from the St. Vincent's Op Shops, and they get a lot of stuff donated that they can't necessarily sell, but there's still good fabric in it. And so Riso takes that fabric and breaks it down, and they use it to make all sorts of things. Um, They've used it to make, like, little purses, um, stuff that gets sold at Saturday markets, um, just anything you could imagine being made out of fabric, it's absolutely I'm incredible. sorry I'm
1: I, my brain is ticking slowly, oh, ticking there you go uh, um <laughs> Laura, I'm getting some nasty looks from you tonight <laughs> <laughs> not impressed um, what does the re-sew part of the name mean, or
0: what is that? I think it's like recycling, ah. um, so they're taking like these donated clothes maybe and re sewing them. Oh, re
1: like S-E-W. Yeah, i okay. <laughs>
0: I'm with you. Mm-hmm. re Oh, cool. Yeah, so maybe they can help each other out, or maybe they need different kinds of fabric, and they can swap, and like, it's just one good way to get folks yeah. cross-fertilizing. Yeah. I'm using those groups as a hypothetical, because mm. I know they already know each other and do tons <laughs> of that on their own.
1: <laughs> but maybe you can, yeah, create a space for others to do that, or even... Yeah, exactly. Do blind dating with organizations and
0: love to do like a speed meeting thing yeah that would be so cool
1: (laughs) (laughs) we wait to hear about it then (laughs)
0: um
1: and so with the time you have these aspirations to you know get more into the community and um, make more connections and that kind of thing do you have um what are your kind of how do you think you will what can help you to achieve this? Or is there something standing in your way or is it just a matter of time? What's your kind of outlook on that?
0: Oh gosh, um, how can I achieve that? What's standing in the way and is it just a matter of time is kind of three big questions yep. all at I'm once. Yeah, i not <laughs> I? <laughs> um, yeah, there's certainly some challenges that the time banks got coming up. We rely on a software called Community Weaver, that's run by this nonprofit out of the US. Um, and in the past, we've supported the, them and their continued development of the software through a Koha. Um, but they're going to start charging for using that software later this year. Um, so that's actually a pretty big challenge because all of their charges are in US dollars. And by the time you go from New Zealand dollars to US dollars, you can basically whack another third of the price on mm. there. Um, so that's going to be a big challenge coming up in terms of like, is this software something we want to keep paying into? Is there another option that we have? Like, um, if we change, but the other time banks in New Zealand don't, what does that mean? Like, Mm. yeah. So that's going to be a huge challenge coming up. Mm. And is that something Um, you're talking to your steering group is talking about or you're talking to members or? uh, All of the above. Yeah. Um, we've got a newsletter coming out in the next day or two where we'll be conducting a poll about like, what is it that you guys think for our members? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's going to be a really big challenge. Um, part of it is also just knowing who to get in contact with whom. Like, so if you go, yeah, we want to get community groups connected to each other, like, um, Who is it that's going to be like, yes, I see how we can work together to make each other stronger Um, and go, yes, I know how to bring a concrete problem forward so that we can work together to solve it. Mm. And yes, I have enough knowledge of like what's going on through the whole organization to be able to go, this is where I need the help. And I can articulate that really clearly. And like those people are out there. I just might not know them. Mm. So so that's a challenge for me. This is all part of your evil plan to meet more people, isn't (laughs) it? This is all part of my (laughs) evil plan to meet more people. (laughs) Mm.
1: Can I just step back from that for a moment? It sounds like it requires a hell of a heck of a lot of different types of skills for the coordinator role. Is there, um,
0: how did you equip yourself for this role? Gosh, um, well, I think first of all, it helps that I have a code coordinator um, because Maddie and I have skills that really complement mm. each other. Um, and we're also hooked into very different parts of the community. Um, in terms of where I come from and stuff that I've done, um, my theater background has been really helpful because it's a lot of similar like scrabbling and going... <laughs> <laughs> that's the verb for it, isn't it it is it's a lot of scrabbling <laughs> and going like what can we use and that kind of um networking and thinking and like wh- whoever is around you trying to find their strength and work to that, and like I think that's all stuff mm, that is incredibly yeah, and... yeah, or um like problem solving but also like finding those little blessings making connections, yeah, yeah. So, like, directing a show and going, oh, my gosh, the show has a lot of dancing in it. I don't know how to dance. I was born with two left feet and, like, fall over trying to climb the stairs to my house. But I have a student who does hip-hop. Yeah. Great, it's going to be a hip-hop show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's going to do all of the dancing. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so uh, on from that, when, um, when Maddie's away from... When Maddie leaves, do you, you okay, you look sad. I, I look really, yeah. <laughs> um, but you'll be looking for another co-coordinator in that time? I think so, yeah. So if anyone's listening and they think, I've got all these really wacky skills that mm-hmm. sound
0: really hard.
1: <laughs> maybe they should start thinking about
0: um yeah, Coming and in. I'd say it's just patience and willingness to keep chipping away at stuff mm. and um the thing that Maddie is so good at is she's an amazing amazing listener. <laughs> like I just I stand in awe of her ability to meet people and draw beautiful beautiful stories out of them mm. right away. So it's um yeah, it's a job that you can really treasure, I think. Mm. Um and that you can really mold to what your strengths are as well. Mm. Um, And so
1: are you deliberately at this stage trying to grow your membership, raise your profile in Wellington, or is it more a matter of um, consolidating what you've got now and making connections?
0: Uh, For me personally, I'm more interested in consolidating and making connections um, Maddie does a lot of our new member intake. Um, so she would probably totally disagree with me and be like, no, we want lots of new members. <laughs> <laughs> She's not here. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, it's going, we've got members all over Wellington. There's like 700 people, 60 organizations involved. Um, how do we really get these folks jazzed, excited, um, working together how are we making their experience really great Mm. um because so much of the growth comes when those folks are happy and are just talking to each other Mm. um so if we can work on like yeah let's make sure that our Inspiral kids are getting to meet the rest of our community then that's that's fantastic that's absolutely fantastic yeah and so that kind of um
1: this community building stuff and the kind of fun side of time bank, not just the direct transactional trade after trade thing. That's mm-hmm. something that you're focusing on now, and you, you've got some um, you've got heaps of events coming up. <laughs> we do <have laughs>
0: heaps of events coming um, up. So last week you did the board game night. We did. We went down to Counterculture and were there from six o'clock until they kicked us out the door at like ten past ten. Um, there were a couple of like nine, ten year olds there that just like ran the table over everyone else. They played the most cutthroat game of Cluedo I have <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> like, um, yeah, so uh, we probably had about twenty five people over the course of the night. The youngest who came was a little under two years old. The oldest was probably in their eighties, um, and it was just great because I don't know the last time outside a family reunion that I've seen that kind of generational mixing mm. just happening because it should happen. Um, yeah. So that was something that happened recently that parents were really grateful for, too, that it was kid friendly. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. And so next week you've got um,
1: the autumn feast we conversation dinner. hmm Um, And that's part of a series of conversation dinners. Can you just give us a bit of a background on the conversation dinners?
0: Yeah, so um, the conversation dinners, the idea is that we don't really talk to strangers very much anymore. Um, Like we might read their opinions online, but that's totally different from like sitting down and talking to someone face to face. So the conversation dinners, you head on in and you're seated at a table with a bunch of people, some of whom you may know, some of whom you may not. And you're given a whole bunch of topics that you can talk about or, like, conversation starters that you can talk about. Um, and the idea is just to find out a little bit more that's kind of outside your own perspective.
1: Mm. Um, I have been to one of those a couple of years back now. Oh, yeah? And yeah, it definitely, it took me a bit out of my comfort zone, which maybe, as we've mm-hmm. learned, is very small because of the way I <laughs> respond to Comedy Fest shows. Um, but it was, I felt like um, people there were kind of growing a little bit, like just having mm-hmm. that opportunity to, you know, sometimes you see someone, and this is part of what I like about being on the radio, actually. You see someone and you, you're you like, oh, I'm really interested in hearing what they're up to there or whatever. But you feel like it's kind of rude to, like, delve right in and, like, Mm -hmm. get, you know, cut down to it. But at the conversation dinner, it's no time for chit-chat. Just get into the Mm -hmm. big philosophical issues that you're going to be discussing or not.
0: And it can be hard, like, on the street to know where those limits are because you kind of got to hold the other person in yourself. And so is it going to be defensive if you ask? Mm. And the conversation dinner, they do such a beautiful job of setting up and going, no, we're all here to share something. Yeah. And, like, you don't have to justify. You don't have to defend. You're allowed to disagree, and you're allowed to learn something. Like, that's just so rare and so lovely.
1: Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah,
0: it is. So, and that's
1: coming up on, is that next, um, May Saturday? 5th, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Next Saturday. And, um, my lovely friend, Amy Austin is one of the organizers. Oh, so, cool. um, go Amy, keep up the good work and mm-hmm. I, other people do it too, but I forget, I'm not sure who's exactly doing it. So.
0: Oh my God. There's like
1: a team of a dozen yeah. people behind <laughs> the scenes. Seriously. Yeah. Um, 23rd of May, Breaker Upperas fundraiser. Mm-hmm.
0: So good Kiwi film, so comedy about two best friends who like have had horrible luck in dating. And so they start a service where people can come to them and they will help them break up with their partner. <laughs> like, and it just it looks awesome. It <laughs> just sounds like the best thing ever. Like I kind of wish this had come out for Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can always watch
1: it on Valentine's Days
0: to come. true. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: and so that is raising funds for your general operation costs, or is it?
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um so tickets, which you can get on our Facebook event page, you can just message us in the Messenger or out at the Newtown Community Center um are $20 plus another $10 for bubbles and we'll also be having a raffle on the night with prizes that I hope will be exciting and I will let you know when I know exactly what they are
1: (laughs) (laughs) um cool yeah heaps going on there um Mm -hmm. also DIY workshop Pilates night Pilates night kinds of things Mm -hmm. um what's your next trade that you're going to be doing
0: Ooh, what is your next trade? I am... Actually, I'm really excited for this. I think I'm going to get some slippers knitted up for winter. (gasps) Yeah. Laura's speechless. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a loyal pair of slippers for the last almost decade, and they're finally giving up the ghost. And a lady posted saying that she loves doing knitting. And I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. This is absolutely meant to be. Oh, that
1: sounds like a great idea. Just Mm -hmm. one of the beautiful things that can come out of the time bank trade
0: yeah
1: Mm. well thank you so much for coming and talking to us Shannon you're welcome Um, and I think everyone needs to pay heaps of attention to what the time bank's up to and participate (laughs) and be part of that awesome community (laughs) that's just my opinion but
0: (laughs) well it's mine too yeah okay so it's a fact
1: (laughs) Um, thank you everyone for listening to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio that's us for today. Kia ora, Wellington. Ateraua.